This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. BC Premier David Eby yesterday, actually during this show at 4 o'clock, so just about 24 hours ago, 25 hours ago, announced that the province is injecting $230 million in funding to help fill vacancies in rural RCMP departments and hire additional officers for specialized units. The money will be delivered over three years and is also intended to address recommendations that came out of the public inquiry into money laundering. Now, Mr. Eby says that the money will be targeted at filling long-standing vacancies in rural communities of fewer than 5,000 people, as well as allowing regional RCMP units to reach their full authorized uh, staffing levels. Now, uh, Mr. Eby was asked at that press conference why all of a sudden the funding for public safety has arrived when when the issues in and around uh, public safety have been around for us uh, for many months, some would say a couple of years with COVID. Take a listen. So the issue of public safety is a complex one. Uh, there are two tracks to our public safety announcements. One is to address the root causes of crime. Uh, to address the issues of mental health and addiction, poverty, that lead people into a cycle of involvement with the criminal justice system. The other is around enforcement. Uh, And it's critical to make sure that our police force is keeping up with our population growth in the province. We added 100,000 people to our province last year. We expect to set another record this year of people moving to British Columbia. Part of the public services people rely on in quickly growing communities are police officers. So that's part of what we need to do to ensure public safety. We need those staffing resources to make sure that people can rely on services when they call 911, that police will be able to respond. That is Premier David Eby. Joining me now to talk about the issue of public safety is Mike Farnworth, Minister of Public Safety and the Solicitor General of BC. Minister, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Uh, Let's touch on yesterday's announcement, $230 million in funding uh, for uh, law enforcement, of course, uh, stronger public safety for communities and some specialized uh, uh, police as well. How will this, in your mind, address the immediate concerns the public have when it comes to public safety in our communities? So what this funding will do, it will address the challenges that the Provincial Police Service has been facing uh, right across British Columbia in a number of areas, particularly rural British Columbia, smaller communities, uh, Indigenous communities, as well as the specialized units that uh, are part of the overall Provincial Police Service and include uh, municipal and uh, uh, RCMP detachments in larger communities. Mm. And so by working with the RCMP and local government, identifying what the gaps are, uh, we are going to be able to fill about 277 positions, and that will allow then, uh, on terms of core policing, uh, to be able to ensure that the, those specialized teams are able to have the human resources, the people in them, that they need to function as effectively as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, why were these positions not filled uh, uh, earlier? I mean, 277 positions can have a huge impact uh, around the province. Why is it taking this long to fill these positions, and why do they go unfilled for so long? Yeah. So one of the things that we have been doing over the last couple of years is working with the RCMP and local governments, so local governments coming saying the challenges that they're facing in terms of the number of police that, that they have that are paid for by the, uh, the province, uh, working with the RCMP to identify exactly what are the pressures that they are facing, uh, and the ministry has really had to do a deep dive with them. 
And so once we had a full understanding of the picture, then it's, you know, the putting together the treasury board submission, it's putting together, okay, what, what, what's really needed, and then what's the impact with that? And along with that comes the recruiting that needs to take place. So this is a three-year plan, so that will then allow us to fill at a pace that we know that the uh, RCMP depot uh, in Regina is able to bring uh, on board uh, new recruits. And this work has taken place in conjunction with other work that we've been doing on the public safety, the policing front, to deal with uh, other priorities that police have had as well around uh, specific initiatives, whether it's uh, a forensic lab, whether it's legislation in terms of the witness protection program, all of those projects have been underway, uh, and this has been a key one. But it's required a lot of in-depth work and, 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 in essence, a deep dive into the sort of the human resource side of policing in the province. So you think that, that the RCMP, uh, in this case, will be able to train uh, the 277 officers needed, even, even though it's over three years? It does take a while to train all these officers. It is an HR challenge. Do you think you can do it within those three years? Absolutely, uh, and one of the, so a typical a typical troop uh, that goes through the depot is between 28 and 36, and with the uh, with the commitment by the government and the money being there, uh, that's the other thing is 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 that when the public service can and the RCMP look at okay requests for uh, more RCMP members, one of the things is is the money there to pay for the training, uh, and so. Yes, it is, and so I expect that the, a typical uh, uh, platoon that goes through the depot will go from the 28 to the 36. They, I think they do about, on average, about 40 a year, so that is going to be able to uh, supply the recruits that we need. We are by far the largest um, uh, you know, detachment in the province, E-Division, which is the, uh, the entire province of British Columbia, and so we will expect the bulk of those uh, recruits will be here. And one of the significant policy changes that has taken place is that if you are recruited from British Columbia, for example, then you will be posted to British Columbia. Uh, and that hasn't always been the case. So that's uh, a significant step. And that coupled with the changes that have happened with the, uh, the police in terms of the RCMP, in terms of their contract, where their wages are now competitive with VPD and the Ontario uh, Provincial Police Force, for example, uh, we are confident that uh, the RCMP will be able to, to meet the, uh, the recruitment challenges. Minister, let's look at the immediate concerns here um, in uh, Vancouver. We often hear about four random attacks per day in this city. How do you as a minister address that? Because those concerns are here and now they are immediate. Uh, you kind of assume that the recent brazen violent attacks happen in large American cities and not Vancouver. And so that the concerns that we're talking about in many cases, are of this week and are immediate. We often talk about, as I said, those four random attacks per day. How do you deal with those immediate concerns while dealing with some of these HR changes that you're talking about? So there's two things uh, in regard to your question. The first is in dealing with the, 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 the crime spree that we saw and in the, in the case of the shootings out in the Tri-Cities, uh, the one on the car dealership, which is, funny enough, right near my house, uh, the police, the local police, are on that. Uh, they've made a number of arrests, and they are, you know, and they've got the resources they need to be able to deal with those those situations as they arrive, and they do a terrific job. The other is around these random stranger attacks and the mental health issues that we are increasingly seeing in terms of the challenges that police face. That's why the announcement that was made on Sunday uh, by the premier is uh, is of critical importance because that's seeing an investment on that mental health side 
uh, in terms of, of, of resources that police have been asking for. So the peer-assisted care teams, for example, and the CAR teams, the, that funding that's going to enable that, uh, uh, those programs to be expanded across the province. So the CAR teams, which have mental health worker along with police, uh, is going from uh, will go to about another additional 12 communities, and that's primarily the hub communities. But at the same time, the peer assisted care, te- uh, care teams, which was one of the key priorities that police have been asking for, and was in the Lepard Butler report, which we started off in the North Shore and within the uh, and, and to New Westminster, has seen a significant reduction in the number of calls that police have to go to to deal with mental health issues. That they have mental health supports that are able to go out and deal with them, and then they contact the police if they're needed. Uh, and that can help um, uh, significantly, along with that, with the other changes that were announced, so that there's greater coordination between police, mental health, um, in, and, 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 and corrections and probation officers sorry, in terms of identifying people who are coming out that may potentially be high risk, and so you can ensure that there's a focus on those individuals uh, much earlier and much sooner. Uh, Minister, since we have you here, uh, I just want to shift focus a little bit. We spent a lot of time talking about, all, obviously, the conversation in and around policing in Surrey, whether or not uh, you know they will stick with moving towards the Surrey Police Service or uh, revert back to the Surrey RCMP. Uh, you, I understand, are expecting a report from the city. Can you just walk me through what the process is going to be over the next little while uh, so our audience knows when that decision comes, how it will work? So if the city of Surrey wishes to go back on their transition uh, to the Surrey Police Service and go back to the RCMP, um, first off, there's been a considerable amount of money spent on that transition, and and it is quite advanced. They're going to have to put forward a plan in terms of how they are going to do that, and that plan needs to be reviewed by my director of police services to see that it ensures that Surrey is able to maintain uh, safe and adequate and effective policing. And coupled with that, there also needs to be a plan from the, uh, from the RCMP in terms of how they're going to restaff um, the, uh, the, that, that transition. And so, that's, uh, and, and so that plan has to come in. And again, that has to be reviewed by my director of police services as to whether or not the proposal that they have got will in fact ensure, one, a smooth transition back, two, uh, deals with you know the human resource issues of people who join the Surrey Police Service in good faith, the capital questions, uh, and also you know how much is this going to cost, and that's the and that plan has to be reviewed, and that plan obviously uh, also needs to be made public, which is what uh, which is what uh, my ministry would ensure, and and only then mm-hmm. uh, can it can it could something move forward. And and that will come down to a decision you'll make after uh, consultation and the recommendations that you will receive. You will make that decision. Yes. So that would come saying that yes, there's a viable, workable plan, or you know, there, there's 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 issues with it. Uh, and so the city of Surrey has said they intend to get the plan, their plan, to me by the end of the month. And I look forward to seeing what that plan ha- what that plan has has to say. Well, Minister, uh, it'll be a very interesting conversation, that's for sure. We'll look forward to to that decision, and I really appreciate your time today talking about uh, your new $230 million in funding for uh, for police as well. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks a lot.